Hey guys, welcome back to the Christian Music Guys podcast. Uh, we are continuing our discussion on DC Talk. Our, this would be part two of DC Talk. And uh, yeah, today, I think la- last time we talked about just kind of our own experiences uh, with the band, kind of like how our we were introduced to them, a little bit about uh, how they started and their impact. And today we're going to talk about their early years of DC Talk. How are you guys doing? Good man, good. Doing good. Doing the year's great. been great so far. Um, you know we we didn't talk last week on um, Betty White, ninety nine years mm-hmm. old, and she didn't quite make it. Um, it's crazy because she always would talk about, you know, how excited she was to make it to a hundred, and when the news came out on New Year's Eve, I thought it was a prank, you know, because a lot of times they do those fake celebrity deaths. And when I realized it was for real, I was like, oh, man. Yeah, she she, she definitely had a long career. And uh, I don't think a, I think a lot of people assumed she'd live forever. So, DC Talk started off. The first album, self-titled album, 1989, with the Forefront Records. And um, their first single, I think we're going to play a clip of it, was the notorious Heaven Bound. You know, the 90s, I mean, or slash late 80s are here and they're here in force. So, yeah, Heavenbound was their hit song off that album. And let's be honest, guys, play Spinning Around. It's a little dated. I'm sorry, Spinning Round, Chris. And we can hear another wonderful hit song. The intros kind of like sound really similar. Yeah. yeah. A lot of synthesizer, a lot of um, almost like a video game where you're on the bad on the boss's level. No, so so that spinning around sounded a lot like that one old Sega Genesis game, um, Toe Jam and Earl. That's what oh, that yeah. sounds like that comes yeah. from. <laughs> Time to jam. Let's time the jam. Here we go. Let's the jam. Yeah, Let's break you down like we used <laughs> oh, to. Word. People a taste of the old style. Yo, yo, man. Want me to put something word. smooth on? I'm with it. With oh, it. Yeah. They sound like they're trying so hard to be cool. It's almost like when a dad is trying to be cool. Is what they sound like, you know? <laughs> it's like old school pentatonics, but yeah. not like... <laughs> Toby McKeon was the pentatonics of 1989. And then, of course, earlier before we started recording, we were singing He Loves Me, and it got stuck in Chris's head. I'm going to play a little. It starts starts off. It takes forever for him to start singing the chorus. 
We'll fast forward. Come on, Michael. Oh, man. What a different sound, though, from the other songs. I know. Like, this is the last song on your on your album, and this is what you do. And he's paying homage to the band that he was in, right? The Falwell Singers. I'm probably, I'm sure that's what he was doing. And the album cover of that, like a graffiti-fied album cover with Toby and his blonde, bushy, curly hair. <clears throat> and Michael Tate wearing a hat. Um, very, very 80s looking. It's the ultimate oh, yeah, late yeah. 80s, early 90s picture. They all yeah. had their leather, Letterman jackets. They were absolutely in the moment. Oh, yeah. With the Big time. Um, the breakfast club looking outfits. Yes. Totally. Most definitely. Well... That's about it of the first album, <laughs> even though heaven. <laughs> well, okay, wait. Heaven... Here's the thing. So I like, I, and I talked about this a little bit last week, but like my my first experience with DC Talk was from Free at Last, you know, album or whatever. But I remember the first time I heard because I loved Free at Last, and I like new thing, like a new new thing, but I knew Free at Last the most. And then whenever, um, I'm pretty sure it's the day that we went and saw them in concert at the gift sto- at the bookstore. We got their autograph. They had their CDs for sale. And I'm pretty sure mom or dad or somebody bought like the first three. And we had started listening to them. And I, rem- I remember we put the f- first the first album in. And I was like, what? This is not DC Talk. Total different sound. Yeah, yeah totally different. Big time. Even though Heavenbound was played on the BET network, y'all. Um Way back in the day, big times, big stuff. I mean, weren't they? They were on MTV and stuff too, right? Or was that later with Jesus Freak? Jesus Freak, yeah. Um, So here we are. Heaven Heaven Bounds are number one on that album, right? That's about the only song that's worth. Yeah. So 1990, a whole year later, they come out with NU, not NEW. New thing. thing. That was cool. Thing. That was cool. Not thing. thing. Yeah, Jesse thing. said Jesse said, I remember new thing. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. No, just thing. a uh a thirty four year old redheaded white front, man from Kentucky. The front cover, they all look like they just got out of um recess. Michael Tate wearing his white shorts, white tank top. Like I don't even know what kind of tennis shoes those are. Backwards hat. Toby's wearing some kind of flannel shorts and a and a fanny pack, y'all. And they're then, back. They're already back. Yeah. And then Kevin's wearing Is it a mom jeans. Up? Mom jeans and a button up. Yeah. Total difference from the other two. Yes. Now this is the follow up to their um their self titled album. And um some successful singles was I love rap music. Can I get a witness? They, this is the album that started to show what they're, you know, a lot of their songs on free at last would, you know, what it would be about like the racism, um, abortion, different topics like that. They integrated in their songs on this album. Um, new, new thing Ended up actually selling the first year it was out 200,000 copies. That's unbelievable because 
this was, I mean, even though they had the first album, you know, no one really knew of DC Talk until this album, and they ended up selling 200,000 the first time, the first year, and then they were an opening act for Michael W. Smith, received a Dove Award from this album, and... um so this album was released September of 90. So yeah. I was two months old when wow. this released. I was six. The soundtrack of the early years, Chris. <laughs> yep. mm. Oh, yes. God was wow. doing a new thing when he made me. <laughs> so 92, right before Free at Last came out, this album ended up going certified gold with over 500,000 copies sold. Um so that's pretty impressive. So some of the songs that we will talk, go ahead and open up, Chris, when when DC talks. Now, okay, here we go. New thing. Would you stand with me right now and sing? You know he's doing it. Mm. God is doing a new thing. You know he's doing it. Oh, word. Word. God is doing a new thing. You know he's doing it. Mm. There it is. Mm. Man, we used to blast that. Yes. Now, I will say the first track on this album is pretty sweet it's got a cool intro you want to play that when dc talks yes it's mysterious listen to the father still still with the synthesizers Dude, the vocoder is strong with this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen to it far. Yeah, that's a cool intro. And then, of course, the single that everybody knows that, besides New Thing, that was a hit was I Love Rap Music. That sounds like rap. It reminds me of um, the Free Willy, the Michael Jackson. Dun, dun. Oh, yeah. The dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. That's right. It does. Doesn't it, it does. It's got that kind of same like feel with the beat. Yeah, they, uh, they had their hand on the pulse of what music was. You know, have, y'all ever, have y'all ever seen that music video? No. It probably took them fifty bucks to make, but um, I love rap music. Yes, it's on, it's on YouTube. You can you can view it um, because it's probably just one dude with a little JVC cassette tape in a park somewhere or something, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's different, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's different. <laughs> and then an, another good song on that on that uh, album is "Things of This World." Things of this oh, world yeah. are passing away. That's a away. good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Here tomorrow, but they're sure not here to stay. Is there? Oh yeah. A lot of the mysterious on here. <laughs> yeah. Like, Don't know what's gonna happen. Like I said, it's like you're on an early '90s video game, and it's the boss. Yeah. Level. It when is. This music plays. You know it's the boss, and you're like, uh oh. 
like seven this is years. This is all we got. This is like legitimately that Toe Jam and Earl. Like that's that's all I think of whenever I hear these. <laughs> Can you jump to the chorus on that, Chris? Um, maybe, yeah. That's where Kevin starts to sound like Kevin a little bit. Oh yeah. But they're sure not here to stay. Things of this world are passing away. Yeah, man. Like that's that it it's so it yeah. It, it's funny that that's where they started. And I don't know, they only have a, f- a few albums after that that they did. 3, right? Uh, but yes, well, the, not just the, where albums, they started, yes. how how different it was. I I don't know of many bands that start sounding one way and completely sw- swap. You know what I mean? And sound way different. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of some, but like uh, their early stuff is so much different. I just think that's why they were so popular is because it was a little bit of everything. And another song that I saw them play live. Um, was the song Walls, and that's about racism, tearing down the walls of racism. And um, they played that on the Free At Last tour. Here's the thing, I mean, yeah, it's easy for us to say, man, it sounds so different, it sounds so dated. But honestly, like in 92, uh, in Christian music, there weren't many people singing about that stuff. You know what I mean? Like you didn't turn on the radio and hear a Christian artist singing about racism, you know? Yeah, a lot of people were afraid to go where they went with their their lyrics, for sure. Another one, uh, Children Can Live Without It, was about a big topic that no Christian singers, especially then we're singing about abortion and we'll play a clip of it, but the lyrics are, I don't want another country. I want to recognize intent of our forefathers when they wrote precisely what they meant, taking on the form of Christian, but the power is denied and God we trust only when we lust for the apple of our eye, one nation under God with morals out of proportion and end result, it's murder under legalized abortion. Children can live without it. Who's going to take it away Children can live without it. Maybe we'll learn someday that we'll learn. I pray. And then the second verse says, A miracle of God now looked on as a choice. It's time for all his children to unify a voice with influence in our numbers and power in our prayer. We must defend the children and fight for what is fair. What appears to be an upset can change its ugly course, and we can do it all through Jesus Christ our Lord. The bridge, which Kevin sings, says, Oh, they can fight, but they cannot win. They can scream, but none will hear them. Don't you know that our conscience will die if we take away the freedom to survive? So, yeah, those are pretty intense lyrics, you know, for for especially back then. Um, what do you guys think about those lyrics? Yeah, I mean, I think it, it just, it's, it, it, um, it's like what we just said. You know, they went places that not many other Christian artists, you, you have to look at, the time that it came out it was 1992 go back to 1992 look at all the other christian hits and there's not people talking about the things they were addressing so i mean where they were willing to go just like in that song um it meant something you know i think it was one they're one of the first mainstream christian 
you know, artists that were talking about the difficult uh, things that were hard to talk about. So, I mean, I think there's an appreciate, I mean, I, I appreciate them for that. Uh, even if I don't, you know, the style, Oh, it's so dated. It's, it's, a, it's not my favorite. Um, I can appreciate what they were doing. Uh, and so, yeah, I think, I think it must've been, I mean, obviously in 92, I was only five years old, so I don't really remember the the whole impact this album had or whatever, but uh, I'm sure it had to make waves, you know, especially in the, in, in CCM and, and where the, what, what they were singing about, it, it had to be um, a pretty big deal. Yeah. Chris, you want to play a clip of that? Again, very mysterious intros to their songs. It reminds me a lot of early Carmen. I don't want another country. I want to recognize intent of our forefathers when they wrote precisely what they meant. Yeah. Good album, um, but it just gets better and better and better from there. Um, you know, next time we cover DC Talk, we'll talk about Free at Last, Jesus Freak, Supernatural, their live albums. So, yeah. And then they went on to do some good solo stuff. But, um, but yeah, those are the two first two albums, you know. Not a whole lot to say about them, but... Some of the songs, some of the songs were good. Some, you know, <laughs> not so good. Some, uh, some of the songs, you know, it's funny. A couple years ago, Toby Toby Mac did an interview on uh, a Christian station called Way FM, and the DJ was playing the old clips like um, Heaven Bound and some other ones off that very first one. And uh, Toby's face was like cringe worthy, and and he even said he's like those songs definitely make me cringe, like <laughs> you know just the style, and um, yeah. So e- even well, Toby himself, it's like anybody I think that matures in their craft would kind of cringe looking back at the beginning. Yeah. So yeah, uh, those are the the first two albums by. Decent Christian talk, Chris. Your mind is blown. And Jesse, you thought for forever it was disciples of Christ. Thirty-four years that I was disciples of Christ. Mm. Talk. I I thought it was just DC talk. (laughs) Decent Christian. Actually, so the DC they did get from living in DC, but you know, see, that's what I thought. That's that's literally. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's where they got the DC from, but it it means decent Christian talk. I'm but, Jacob. Okay, never mind. I'm trying to think. Uh, we, me, you, and I used to watch a VHS, and was it free at last that we would watch? And it was behind the scenes, and they would go and they were given tours of their old homes and stuff like that. But that was the supernatural, supernatural. But they were talking about a lot of the early days on that, mm-hmm. like on those like behind the scenes, and this is where we grew up. They were talking about. <clears throat> those two albums and where they recorded them and where they kind of mm-hmm. came from. And, and I remember being, I always thought that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, gentlemen, um, 
I say this. Can is, I take uh, off my windbreakers? Is our is our time in the eighties and nineties over? For now, folks. For now, but don't <laughs> don't don't fret because in the near future we have some episodes that we'll be covering some more eighties. Um, your favorite eighties female and male singers from the eighties. That's right, ladies folks. from the eighties. Ladies from the eighties and gentlemen I... from the eighties. I will dismiss myself from that conversation because I miss the eighties. <laughs> no, well, you know these people, Chris. No, maybe we'll see. I mean, the only reason I know them, or the only way I would know them, is through you all. So, yeah, you'll know them. Well, it's been good. Thanks for listening, you all. Don't forget to subscribe and follow our podcast. Um, don't. F- Turn on those noties. <laughs> he means he means turn on the noties, not don't turn on the noties. Click I said don't forget. What did I say not? What do they say? Click uh, the bell. Uh, click the bell. Click the bell. All the stuff. Ring those bells. Light the Christmas tree. Share, Jesus is the king. Share, like, subscribe. All the good stuff. <laughs> mm. All right, guys. We'll see you on the next one. <laughs>